This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. All right, yeehaw, Smash. You're listening to the Mark Milton Show. With Cool Papa Smash yep. in the house, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by STLTaxLawyer.com. We're going to dive right in today, Smash. We've got a great Let's guest go. uh, with us today, Representative Nick Schroer from St. Louis, or excuse me, St. Charles County. I almost said St. Louis City, but from uh, St. Charles County. Representative Schroer, welcome to the Mark Milton Show. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, you've been uh, in the news a lot this week. Um, you're leading an effort. Uh, in the Missouri legislative uh, legislative body, the, the House, uh, to combat uh, efforts to defund uh, two of the largest police departments in the right. state, in St. Louis City yeah. and, and Kansas City. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, your efforts and, and what, uh, what sparked all this. Well, you know, <clears throat> we shouldn't have to do this. We shouldn't have to stand up and say right. what needs to be said, what we said this week. It's common sense. As crime is going up, violent crime has been increasing at record numbers. They just had a record year uh, in St. Louis and Kansas City last year, putting us once again in the top five uh, of the deadliest cities. We've got two of them here in the state of Missouri of the deadliest cities in America. Um, you know, now more than ever, we need more resources to combat this crime and not less. We don't need socialists or social. We don't need socialists, number one, but we don't need social workers going to um, a lot of these scenes and a lot of these these crime scenes and some of which have indicated, look, we're not able to do this. We don't feel safe unless a police officer is with us. So, um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We've got St. Louis uh, threatening to to move $4 million from their police budget, uh, cut about 100 uh, positions that are vacant right now. But if you remember, last year, at the end of last year, we had a special session related to crime. Now, some of those things got killed either by not getting brought up in the House or the Senate or getting – uh, amended because 2020 was such a strange year. Not a lot got done when we were shut down due to the pandemic. So in this special session, one thing that did pass was the uh, the removing the archaic rule that you had to live in the city if you want to be a police officer, the residency requirement. Um, but it, dating back to 2018, Mayor Cruson, Jimmy Edwards, the public safety director in the city of St. Louis, and even the chief of police, John Hayden, in the city of St. Louis were against that. But then in 2019 to 2020, they flip-flopped, said, look, we looked at some statistics. Yes, you guys are correct. Uh, we need this to, to fill these vacancies. So before the ink is even dry on that law, which we just passed at the end of last year, new mayor, Tashara Jones, believes that, nope, that was a waste of time. We're going to go in a different direction. We're going to cut about 100 positions. We're going to move $4 million. And Quentin Lucas, the mayor in Kansas City, thought, well, we'll go one step even further and move $44 million out of our police budgets. Now, this has been tried and tested in Portland, in Minneapolis, in, in Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, New York City, just to name a few. And what we've seen, this petri dish of all these cities that have tried this, it has failed. It has failed miserably. And what it has resulted in is a massive increase in violent crime, a massive increase in murders, a massive decrease in police retention and recruitment. Now some of these cities that have actually gone that route or backtracking and saying, okay, we made the wrong decision. Now we need to invest more in our police departments now more than ever before to combat crime and keep our people safe. Yeah. I saw the, uh, the former police chief of Detroit was on the other day talking about the absurdity 
the city of Chicago is now prohibiting police officers from chasing uh, people on foot uh, that have committed, you know, pretty serious misdemeanors. I think that's the, the way the policy is written. But it's still, uh, if somebody's mugging someone on the street, the, the policy would prohibit the police officer from, from chasing that person down, which is just insanity to me. Well, th- this type of behavior, whether it's, you know, um, in Chicago or all these cities that I mentioned are here in our own backyard in St. Louis and Kansas City, this type of talk of defunding the police, uh, of, you know, getting rid of certain powers that you can't go after a criminal when you- you've seen that they're infringing upon someone's constitutional rights, that is what is stimulating all of this crime that we're seeing across America in these cities that are led by, you guessed it, Far left Democrats. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is a sharp, sharp dude we got here. I like Smash, Representative Shore. We actually met in 16. We were both running for yeah. state rep. He oh, successfully, yeah? me, you know, as a failure, but I'm glad he's <laughs> oh, in the legislature. No. <laughs> and I'm sure you can appreciate that intro song because Representative Shore also likes to wear wears the cowboy hat in yeah. the General Assembly. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you appreciated that. So, what, you know, talk about what's the motive? This is what I don't understand. What is the motive behind? leaders like Tashara Jones wanting to defund the police. Because as you said, Scott, you know, crime is skyrocketing. We saw last weekend in St. Louis, I think there were like seven shootings in one night. There was a car yeah. uh, on Monday night, crashed into the convention yeah. center right. during, right. A, wow. during a gunfight. And, and so, like, what's the motive behind leaders like this wanting to defund police departments? Yeah, as of right now, I can only assume uh, what, what their motives are. I don't know if it's, if it's to usher in uh, socialism, if it's to usher in more state control, government control when, when things get so chaotic. I don't know what the end result is. All I can tell you is it's not working. It's not keeping our people safe. I swore an oath, uh, you know, took an oath of office, and I swore to protect the constitutional rights of everyone in Missouri, not just in House District 107, not just in St. Charles County, but when we've got people, literally, bodies are piling up in the city of St. Louis. Our law enforcement officers are, are doing their best, putting their lives on the line to investigate these crimes, the most heinous crimes you can think of, taking of someone's life um you know and a lot of these victims are black people and you know we've got democrats saying black lives matter which they do absolutely they do but if they matter to you if they matter to kim gardner why won't you go after the criminals that the police the police have done all the work for you they're putting it on your desk here's the here's the individuals you have to prosecute and unfortunately the kim gardner administration the circuit attorney's office is not working with police they've got exclusionary lists that they won't even look at cases if they've been touched by a certain officer they're not looking at cases that um are are very good and ready to go uh in in police believe that uh are pointing in all directions to the person who the murderer so to speak um but i don't know what the end result is here you know we've, we've seen it tried and tested in other states it's made those areas less safe so i don't know other than just just ushering in mass chaos uh what if that's your end goal that's what you're going to get well you know one of the things that uh i see in these television shows the news shows where they have the riots and they're displaying everything they're doing against the police because the police are a military operation we don't want military in our neighborhoods and i'm thinking to myself if you let your neighborhoods go that violent you're going to be begging for the military to come in yeah it's (laughs) i wish somebody would come in i would i wish that we would have um and and well that's one of the reasons why i stated at a press conference um, on Wednesday that, look, if they don't get their act together, 
we need to take back control of the, the Metropolitan Police Department, which we had before when we were able to get a grasp on crime when crime was increasing in the 80s and 90s. So, yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, the crime is, is worse now. Violent crime right now in the city of St. Louis is worse now than it was last year. And I spoke with some of the officers um, from the city of St. Louis Police Department. They've indicated over the past couple months. They've already got these, these shortages. They've already got these openings that they need to fill. But with this talk of defunding the police, it's very hard, harder now than ever before, to fill these spots. And on top of that, in the last few, few months, about 40 officers have just thrown their hands up saying, I'm out of here. Yeah. I now, can't I take this anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's almost crazy to think <clears throat> why anyone would want to become a police officer right now. Because if you do your job, you know, you face basically having your life ruined, yeah, right? You also right. risk, you know, run the risk of being killed. Um, so yeah, if we continue to go down this path, it's only going to lead to, to more danger, more, you know, less safe streets. I wanted to, uh, representative talk about, you've drawn the ire of, uh, several local, uh, state reps in the city, as well as the mayor, the mayor has been tweeting yeah. about you. Uh, she said, representative shore is chasing clout while I'm chasing solutions. Woo. Next time you visit the city, feel free to come a little further north. I don't know what that means, but wow. what was your interpretation of that tweet at you? Well, you know, I've actually got uh, close family friends that live in North St. Louis, and when, when she wants to um, get on her pedestal and talk about uh, she's chasing solutions, I, I have no idea what she's talking about <laughs> because the only solution she's going to get is higher crime, mass chaos, and a police department that's basically neutered. Um, if that's a solution she wants, wow. so be it. But, yeah, I've got family friends in North St. Louis. They've indicated, look, Nick, you're out here all the time. Next time you're out here, let's get a film crew. Let's get um, Mark Milton to, to, you know, live stream it in North St. Louis. But, <laughs> nice. um, you know, it, it's sad when you've got political, quote unquote, leaders that should be taking the time to work together, you know, work uh, across the aisle with the Republicans and the Democrats, everyone in between. Let's find solutions to keep our state safe. And that's what I've called on. I've called on Governor Parson after he does this initial bill review, figures out which bills he's going to sign, which bills he's going to veto. Governor Parson, let's bring us back to work because – the safety of our people is number one for us. And a lot of legislators, the Democrats claim, yes, that, that is their number one priority, too, is keeping our, our people safe, uh, preserve lo the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of all. That is a mantra of mine. Um, but unfortunately, we've got people that are spending time on social media rather than finding these solutions and working toward keeping our people safe. And, you know, one of the things that I saw after the press conference, which, mind you, was made public. Over 24 hours uh, in advance, all of the news stations in the city of St. Louis covered it. It was in the post-disgrace, mentioned when the, the press conference was going to be open to the public. But unfortunately, I'm not sure my colleagues on the other side of the aisle can read, or they might not have access to all of these news sources because they were so uh, infuriated that I didn't send a personal invite to each and every one of them. So <laughs> while, we are, while we are airing this right now and filming this interview, uh, I am in the city of St. Louis and for totally different reason than the press conference that I had this week. Um, so I, I did take it upon myself to go back to Twitter, have an open invitation to everybody. Uh, if they want to join me in the parking garage that I'm sitting in right now, uh, we can hold hands and possibly sing Kumbaya if you're into that. And hopefully you're not doing any work because then you might be subject to the earnings tax, which we know the city is aggressively pursuing. <laughs> Producer Dave has a question for you, Representative. Now, I've heard Mayor Jones in... You know, she likes to talk a good game in social media and press conferences, but is she willing to engage in any discussions with you to maybe explain where she's coming from with maybe to see if there's a way to find a solution to incorporate some of her progressive agendas without defunding the police or coming at the cost of public safety? 
I would hope so. Uh, at every interview that I've done, I've indicated, you know, my line is open. Um, I'm very easy to get to my, my shouldn't say this on air, but, but it's there. Uh, my public uh, or my cell phone number is, is made public to everybody. You can just look up on my website. I feel if I'm working for the people of this state, you should have access to me. So if she wants to talk to me. She knows how to get a hold of me. I unfortunately don't have the security detail that she does. So it's a little bit harder for me to get to her. Uh, so even though she's trying to cut the funding, her and Cory Bush, there's just a story out. I think the, uh, the Daily Caller had a, um, a big display of all the money that's been spent by the quote-unquote squad and Ocasio-Cortez and Cory Bush, uh, the money that they've spent for private security details when they've indicated, uh, Cory Bush just said this a few weeks ago, that it is truly idiotic to, to throw any more money at uh, police and law enforcement. Um, but, yeah, I, I would absolutely open or be open to sitting down with the mayor, either mayor of Kansas City or St. Louis, to discuss uh, options of keeping our people safe without taking away resources, vital resources, when they need them the most for our law enforcement officers. So, Nick, what uh, do you say when they say <laughs> it's fine for you to be talking what you're talking, but you don't know the black culture, you don't know the black lifestyle? Because that's what we're talking about here. You have no place in our community, especially trying to enhance our community in a way that we don't want to be enhanced. How do you reply to all that, man? Well, again, I just go back to the oath of office that I took to uh, to nice. uphold and protect the, the rights of all. I don't care if you're man, woman. I don't care what your pronouns are, uh, black, white, whatever race you affiliate with. I'm going to stand in the gap and fight for you and fight for your rights. And that's exactly what we need. We need fighters in St. Louis and Kansas City as violent crime keeps continuing We've got these elected officials that are going 10 steps back uh, and making our communities uh, the, the two biggest economic generators. That's something that the Democrats always say. St. Louis and Kansas City are the economic generators, the heartbeat of this state. When St. Louis and Kansas City succeed, Missouri succeeds. When they fail, Missouri fails. So uh, th th this crime isn't only just affecting the people in the city of St. Louis, who I did take an oath of office, you know, took the oath of office to protect. Um, this is impacting areas like St. Charles County, where crime is uh, is increasing. And when you look at uh, who the, the culprits were, they're coming from the city of St. Louis, St. Louis County. Uh, the crime is spreading into uh, Wildwood. The mayor of Wildwood was at this press conference, and he's even indicated crime is on the rise due to uh, the anarchy that, that is being allowed to take Wildwood. place in the city of St. Louis. We had a car stolen in Worson Woods right in front of my house wow. while no somebody way. was dropping really? their, their three-year-old off at daycare Sheesh. at uh, – St. Genevieve, a car was stolen right in front of our house. This is wow. a fighter. We're talking to Representative Nick Schroer from St. Charles County, an attorney also. Uh, yep. Representative, I uh, wanted to ask you while we've got you here, uh, I know you've also had a proposal this past legislative se session to ban critical race theory uh, yep. in public schools, which is something that I know in, in the St. Louis County area, uh, I know Kirkwood and some of the other schools have been accused of, of promoting this sort of uh, theory what is it exactly and what are you uh what are you proposing uh to do to combat it well critical race theory um yes there are some components of it that are good slavery was, was something that we absolutely need to learn about when i grew up in ferguson missouri the uh, the ferguson florison school district taught me everything uh that occurred in, in history and there are certain things that i had to div, uh, dig deeper into as i grew up and went, uh, went on to college went on to law school um but yeah uh, there are certain portions of critical race theory, like racism is bad, uh, hatred is bad. But unfortunately, critical race theory, as it is being taught in the curriculum in our schools today, and it's not just in St. Louis County, we saw with Rockwood, there was a, uh, an email that went out between teachers and administrators where basically they were indicating to the teachers, hey, everything's online now. 
parents are, are, are you know behind the screens as well. Let's send them a curriculum, but but teach the kids something totally different. Uh, and that yeah. part of it was critical race wow. theory. Now, critical race theory uh, at its core, and right. it's disguised as different names, similar to what Common Core was several years ago. Um, you know, in St. Charles County, it's it, it's a totally different name than it could be in St. Louis County or the other side of the state. But it's teaching teaching us that no matter what you do, no matter the content of your character. The color of your skin basically shows who you are. If you're white, you were an oppressor. If you're black, you were oppressed. And there was, um, it, it was a different state, but there was a legislator that indicated, look, we dug into this curriculum. That's something that we're going to do this summer uh, in a committee that I was just appointed to. But this legislator indicated in this curriculum, there was, there was a, a test. And uh, let's just say you're a business owner. You're a business owner. In the door walks a white man and a black man at the same exact time. Who do you who do you take uh, up at the counter and who do you um, wait on, so to speak? Well, if you if you wait on the white guy per this curriculum, if you wait on the white guy, it's because you're an oppressor. You acknowledge that uh, that there is some sort of white privilege and you're racist because you t- didn't take care of the black guy. When you, if you take care of the black guy, you're racist because you acknowledge <laughs> that uh, you know there is some white privilege is. and you just feel bad for him. So this is the type of stuff that. <laughs> Our little ones. Are I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh, school. but like it is <laughs> offensive. It's offensive because, like you said, you touched on it. Like Martin Luther King, the great Martin Luther yeah. King, his 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 idea was judge people on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And right. this critical race theory is all about yeah. skin color. It's all about divisive, uh, you know, di- divisiveness. I guess yes. is the word. And, and it's uh, I, so I, I applaud you for you know standing up and bravo uh, fighting back against this stuff because it is. Scary to think that, you know, when parents send their kids to school, they're hoping they're getting a well-rounded, you know, objective yeah. education. And when you hear this stuff, it's pretty maddening. And when you're talking history, if your kids are going to learn history, let's learn the actual facts. Let's learn the good, the bad, the ugly right. of our history. Right. Make no apologies a- about the past, right? I yeah. mean, there's there's obviously things that have happened over the, over the years that are un- inexcusable. You know? Well, by learning from our history, the bad parts, the good parts, we will we will learn not to repeat certain right. aspects of it. But unfortunately, we have Project 1619, which is a New York Times project. Yep. Um, when you dig into that, there's, there are historic scholars that have come out, learned historians that, that are Republican, Democrat, some hate Trump, some love Trump. But all of them collectively are saying uh, this Project 1619, yeah, there's some good pieces in there, but there's a lot of historic inaccuracies, things that did not happen such as uh, the claim that when King George basically ran everything in our colonies, they're claiming that our nation was founded in 1619 when the first slaves came over here, not in the 1700s. Uh, Another claim was that uh, the Revolutionary War was fought to preserve slavery in the colonies. When that wasn't the case whatsoever, you can look at the, the draft, Thomas Jefferson's first initial draft of the Bill of Rights, where they basically threw King George under the bus for bringing this heinous, inhumane act right. of slavery to the colonies. But that's something else that now the Biden administration is dangling the power of the dollar over all of these school districts and these states. The NEA is trying to get those dollars. But in order to get those dollars, you have to teach Project 1619 in your schools. Wow. Remarkable stuff. Well, wow. uh, so the legislative session wrapped up. Now you guys are, you know, I'd like to say you're on break, but I know the work never stops for these guys. Right. I mean, they're, they're quote unquote part-time legislators, but it's a full-time, full-time job all year round. So now what are you, you know, focused on in the, uh, the, the off season, so to speak? 
Well, you know, looking at um, special sessions, I know uh, I've called for, for three of them. And, you know, it's a little chaotic because I've never called for a special session before. Uh, I've joined in other calls, like in previous years, to deal with the crime in St. Louis. Right now it's getting out of hand. Um, I, I think that the people of this state need us to go back to work uh, to deal with issues such as the FRA. That's the federal reimbursement allowance that did not get renewed. And that's billions of dollars that could come from the federal government, your taxpayer dollars, which we've been able to uh, collect from the federal government before to take care of different things uh, related to Medicaid or nursing homes. Um, but along with that, there's the issue of funding for Planned Parenthood. You know, in previous years, uh, if, you've, if you've watched how the budget goes along, we've been able to ensure that public dollars, taxpayer dollars are not going to Planned Parenthood. Uh, there was a Supreme Court case uh, or a case that went to the Supreme Court, and they indicated you can't do that. You can't make policy by way of the budget. While I don't agree with that, we have tried to uh, continue the act of defunding the police and protecting your taxpayer dollars. Uh, I think that should be part of the discussion, and that was part of my call for special session, um, and protecting taxpayer dollars from either going to Planned Parenthood or now that the Biden administration has tried to remove the Hyde Amendment protections which would blockade your taxpayer dollars from going to actually funding abortions. I think that it's time that the state of Missouri, we don't know what's going to happen uh, in D.C., but the federal government wants to remove the Hyde Amendment. We have to keep those protections here in the state of Missouri. Um, and those are, those are the type of things that, yes, we are out of session. I think it's time we got to get back to work because there's a lot that did not get done in the regular session. This is one intense dude. I, I dig him a lot. So, Nick, let me ask you a question, man. Just take a break. You're holed up in a uh, parking lot. Uh, <laughs> I am. At, uh, and I'm just wondering, if you're not talking to us, what's a guy like you do as far as listening to your jams is concerned? What kind of guy are you? I'm trying to de-intensify <laughs> Nick for a second here. Well, I'm go, go, go. Um, but, you know, my music, I'm actually trying to play my, uh, my not, not at this point in time, but I'm trying to learn the guitar and teach myself on my grandpa's two guitars. He's a uh, World War II veteran. Yeah. He ended up right after I got into the legislature. He ended up passing away. But, but he did give me some crap, right? Right when he was uh, feeling really bad, right yeah. before he passed away, he said, did you learn how to play the guitar yet? I gave you one. I said, now, Grandpa, you know, I've been busy with law school, now right. with politics. And he started laughing. He said, well, I taught myself when, during the Great Depression. <laughs> I was able to play during <laughs> World War II. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to teach myself, but I'm listening to a lot of things. Uh, the Black Keys, they just had a new album drop out. Right. Um, then listening right before you guys called, I was listening to some acoustic uh, Chris Cornell. Um, oh, I love uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, Never heard of massive, him. Massive, massive <laughs> Waylon Jennings fan. Never Smash, heard of Chris Cornell. Smash gives me a lot of grief for my lack of music, musical knowledge. I just want to start a Toby Keith tribute band and pretend <laughs> like I'm playing the guitar at the lead. That, that's what I've heard George Strait does. He doesn't really yeah. know how to play the guitar. Oh, a lot you of know, these I've guys, heard that too. A lot of these guys would just yeah, stand there right, with the guitar and act right. like they know how to play it. Right hey, up. I'd be down to, to start a Waylon Jennings tribute band. Oh, that'd go. be killer, man. We get Smash on the keyboard. He's, you yeah. can Absolutely. see him on the keyboard. Is that what you did, Smash the keyboard? Was that your... I'm like... <laughs> one of these guys who's like not actually playing the keyboard but oh, you can't see my hands but you're just i ain't the front doing, man i ain't doing nothing you're just the front man <laughs> well hey representative shore we appreciate you joining us uh Thanks. taking time out of your busy schedule this yeah, has been absolutely. great welcome back anytime absolutely thank you guys and god bless you all right god thank you you're you. listening to the mark millen show with the smash yep. broadcasting from the miller furniture studios if you're out in st charles st lake st louis area yeah you can check out their showroom in lake st louis also now in Ellisville, 1.2 miles yep. east of Clarkson Road. And then in Belleville, Belleville. Still, my old hometown, Belleville, yep. Illinois, where they have their original store uh, there near downtown Belleville. So check them out. You can also shop online anytime 
at MillerFurniture.com. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. They've got more in-stock furniture, I think, than anybody in the area for immediate delivery. You know, there's been a lot of issues with supply on furniture. So if you need something now for immediate delivery, be sure to check them out. You can also order custom furniture through Miller Furniture, a lot of American-made stuff. Uh, It's what we use in our home. It's absolutely outstanding stuff. So check them out at MillerFurniture.com. You're listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash. We'll be right back in a second.